Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity, who asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. I'm Jen. I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... It's not that complicated. Yeah, guys. Like, it's not. not. It's really not. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. This Trend. episode was very difficult for us to put together. <laughs> it has been such a long journey to get to this moment with my headphones on and a microphone in front of me. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Jen's computer was stolen by the universe. An angel. A dark yes. angel. An archangel. A ghost. It was stolen by someone. Something metaphysical happened because Lord knows Jen would never I misplace her computer. I did not lose it. No. The computer did not get lost by me in an airport. No. That did not happen. Of course not. I never suggested such I a thing. I would never slander myself like that. That would be irresponsible and it would be incorrect. And then my computer was broken by a ghost because I take very good care of my belongings. Your as computer did get broken. It, it happened. did become in need of repair. <laughs> and that is where we are right now. Two bitches without computers. It's honestly kind of nice. Yeah. It's not bad. At first, I hated not having my computer and using my old one. And now I'm like, it's fine. I hate all technology anyway. Yeah. And today was difficult because usually we record on my computer, but the computer is no longer functioning for reasons. And now we can't use Jen's because it is not here for reasons. Because it was taken right. by... Liam Neeson. Exactly. All of this to say is, wow, it has been a journey to get to this recording. And if you are listening to this right now, wow, it's because we did hard work and nothing wrong. And I'm hoping that, well, truly, for all the hard work we put in getting this episode happening, it better fucking slap. Oh, this better be Better be, be good. a good fucking episode. And if it's not, keep it to yourself. Yeah, don't tell us. We don't want to know. Compliments only. <laughs> Jen, um, I do want to tell you one thing before we start. Okay. Uh, I have too many plants. No. Yeah, I think I... What happened? Um, okay, so I purposely got a bunch of plants that are very easy to propagate. And what that means for the uninitiated, if you're not a gardener like me, uh, is that you can take like a clipping or whatever of a plant and then make a new plant, basically. And one of the plants that I have, you have to propagate it because over time the first plant will die and then it just, the way that it reproduces is it makes more of itself. Makes it's incredible. Sense? No. Yes. Um, yeah, I got it, sort of. <laughs> so I was, here's the thing, I wasn't even asking you because I know it makes sense to you, you know? I was asking the audience. Oh, got it. Yeah, I totally understand. Exactly. So I had one plant. I think now I have... 14 plants? 14 or 40? 14. 14, got it. Which is, I think, a reasonable excessive number. That's a big family. Yes. So I have to get rid of these fucking plants now. You know when you're like, when you're growing up and you're like, you're, there's a house in the neighborhood and you're like, wow, that family has a lot of kids. Yeah. Are they Catholic? What's their deal? They're like yeah, big families? Yeah. Trin's got a lot of plants. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I am popping out these plants like a 22-year-old Irish Catholic woman. <laughs> And I could say that because I'm Catholic and I'm dating an Irish. And 
it, and it's, right. Yeah, that's yep, how it goes. Yep, yep. Yeah, if it's gonna, white people, that's you exactly can. what I was going to say. But I was like, never mind. That's implied. Our listeners get it. They know what's up. So what are you going to do now? You can't leave your babies behind. First, actually, I forgot that I need to tell you my complicated morning routine with my plants. Oh my goodness, Trin. So they're all high humidity plants because we live in a swamp city. You don't like humidity. I don't. But I live in the city of Chicago, which was built upon a swamp, and I think we should just admit that that's where we are. You know, even though my apartment has perfectly reasonable humidity, I like putting them in my bathroom on a heating pad. So they have a little extra heat. So I move them from the living room into the bathroom and I make sure that the curtain of the shower is open because they need diffused light. And it's a good diff- I have a frosted window in there. I would say that I spend at least 45 minutes in the morning taking care of my plants and maybe 10 getting ready myself. That's incredible. That's where your priorities are. In conclusion, Jen, uh, how many plants do you want? I would love a couple plants. Okay, I'm going to bring you fucking That'd plants. That'd be awesome. D- don't like leave them on like the steps of like a firehouse like no. in the olden days. Give them to your friends. I will. I would love a you couple You can still plants. do that in the now-in days. I know. That's fantastic. It's Isn't a great it? program. I know. It's like one of the, it, it has cut infant mortality by like a ton. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes. Wow, that took a turn. So, <laughs> uh, great news. As complicated as this beginning of our episode was the answers to our questions this week are not complicated we're about to bitch slap some people with words well yes uh, and kindness yeah and understanding yeah a little of that i guess but also we are definitely going to slap at least two of these ass. i'm a little fired up one of them is just like you oh you poor thing spending too much money on alcohol we love you you're the other one we're just like oh buddy oh oh gosh oh, no Jen, every now and again, we'll get a question where I'm like, this isn't your fault, but it's your fault. It's your responsibility. It's like you're not being bad, but you're listening to your lizard brain. Yeah. Yeah. So for this episode, the subtitle is I got to talk to your lizard real quick. Yeah. Sidebar. We're going to talk to your little lizard. We're going to have a little rap with the Lizzie. Uh, I didn't say that. Jen, would you like to read the first question? Sure would. Hi, Jen and Trin. After hearing you talk about trying to reconnect with a friend, I had the urge to try and do the same. Only problem is my situation is a little complicated. No, it's not. My pronouns are he, him. Friend's pronouns are she, her. We had been best friends since kindergarten slash preschool until we were about 15 or 16 when we started dating. Long story short, it ended poorly after she cheated on me and blocked me on Facebook to cover for it. This bit is important later. It's not actually. We're in our 20s now and I want to try to reconnect with her as friends. I promise this isn't the plot of a rom-com. We know. Only problem is that I can't think of a way to try getting in contact with her that isn't creepy or gross. Nothing tr- nothing there. Tr- no, read that. Read that <laughs> par- parenthetical. Sidebar. Parenthetical. Like trying to get someone else to message her or trying to message her current partner, who is also someone I was acquaintance with in Australian high school. I'm so glad you're not going to do that. Jen and Trin, I've been racking my brain for answers and I don't know what to do. Should I just send some vibes into the universe and hope it turns out well? Or should I let this friendship go? Additional information. I'm not angry or upset at her for what she did. She and I have seen each other in passing a few times. Whenever that's happened to her, she's disappeared like she's a character on Scooby-Doo running away from a monster as soon as she's seen me. I think that it's either that she's afraid I'll be angry with her or hate her. There was never a chance for closure on how I felt about what she did. Or regrets with what she did in light of the fact that we were close and I'd helped her through some difficult times, such as coping with a sexual assault or learning to deal with depression and anxiety. Of course it's possible she's just plain scared of me. She's had a rough life. Since I imagine it'll make things a bit more complicated, she's also having a baby. I seriously promise this isn't the plot of a movie. Doesn't sound like one. Would I be better if I didn't try to put more on her plate while she's dealing with pregnancy? Dealing with pregnancy. (laughs) Sincerely, someone who just wants their friend back. 
Oh, goodness. Okay, so... Okay, we should be nice first. Okay. So, ask her. We are sensing some some beeves in your question that perhaps even you do not see initially. Yeah, and like we read it and then we read it again and it gets worse every time. Oops, I got mean. <laughs> but uh, you are, I think, making common thought errors that many human beings do. And what's important is that you've only been making thought errors. You have not been making active errors yet. That is so good, Trin. I am so glad you emailed us, Asker. Yeah, this is really, really good. There are times in this email where we are concerned, but we can sense you are a reasonable person by the fact that you have not acted on this yet. And you can sense that it's a, like, oh, this is a little bit iffy. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so glad you said that, Trin, because that puts this in perspective for me like because this this is a common scenario people feel like they should reach out what you did is you're double checking you're double checking you're double checking yeah and once you double check the first time you should probably be like oh shit i had to check this so many times it's probably a bad thing to do listen to the doubt yes listen to that instinct it's there yes your lizard brain is trying to listen to the is trying to eat it. Mm-hmm. Your lizard brain is trying to gobble up the doubt and in your instincts here. Like so much crickets in a terrarium. Oh, so much crickets. All of the teeming with crickets. Oh. <laughs> but uh, again, like uh, everybody makes thought errors all of the time. Thought errors, thought errors. Why is it just sounds like something a robot would say? Thought, Hello, oh, I uh, have experienced uh, a uh, thought uh, error. Uh, I err, uh, err, uh, yes, err, yes, exactly, Jen. <laughs> Every noise you made is how I felt reading this email. Uh, Again, so just to reiterate, you are probably doing fine, especially because you are you seem to be until now, at least overruling the lizard brain. So if we are going to be hard on you, please keep in perspective that we are just yelling at the part of your brain that's trying to make you do something stupid. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. First point. You want to start? I do. I really do. Hit it. A couple of times in this question, you said it's not a plot of romantic comedy. It's not a movie. Uh, me thinks you protest too much. Yeah. Do you think this is a movie? Uh, it's a little suspicious. It's Ooh. like, I'm definitely not going to be weird about this. But you or, are. I definitely <laughs> didn't lose my laptop in an airport. I, do, I have no way to know how my computer was broken by some force. <laughs> okay. So you're right. It's not a movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a movie. This is real life. And this would not go as smoothly or it would not wrap itself up in a cute little bow like the end of a movie with Matthew McConaughey and Kate Hudson. Like, that's not going to happen after no. 75 minutes. It's as beautiful as those two human beings are. That is not how things go. Yeah, so don't do this. To me, the most important line that you wrote to us was, I can't think of a way to get in touch that isn't creepy or gross. Ding, ding, ding. Bad. That means there isn't a way to get in touch that isn't creepy or gross. Right. You don't want to be creepy or gross. See, this is your lizard fighting with the human you saying, oh, no, it's worth it to be creepy and or gross. And your human brain is being like, dude, are you sure? Like, I, it would be cool to be friends. And what if it did work out like a romantic comedy? And we were totally friends. And like, we, and I made friends with her like baby daddy and all this stuff. No, 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 no. The lizard is wrong. The lizard is, is entirely wrong. Um. So let's, um, why don't we go, do you want to do the thing where we just go through the whole question? I think it's worth doing. Yeah, because again, I think that we've already answered it, because this, this is not complicated. If you can't think of a way to get in touch that isn't creepy or weird, then you cannot do it. 
then you don't get in touch. You Simple don't get in that. touch. Not that complicated. There are many people in the world that you can be friends with. You can be friends with basically like literally anybody else. Uh, but but here's the thing. It's extremely likely that she runs away from you in public because she's benignly uninterested in even a mildly awkward situation. That's just totally understandable. Absolutely. However, that is your only opportunity that is not creepy or weird to get in touch with her unless you are somehow like trying to be in places where she is. And don't follow her. Yeah. I, I don't get from the question Obviously. that you're doing that. Yeah, but like, I think it's more like they've seen each other in passing and she ducks out. Yeah. Or maybe you've got some mutual friends or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, certainly oh, possible. Absolutely. Um, so, so listen to this. Okay. So I work out in my building's gym. As everybody knows, I am very tough. Oh, hell yeah, you are. I am clocking a 49-minute 5K. So Fuck yeah. Very, very, very tough. But if even another one other person is in this gym, I walk away as though I had no interest in being in the gym whatsoever. I'm just taking a lap around the building because that is not what I want. I do not want to be sweating next to a stranger. That's just me. People go to extreme lengths every day to not interact with people that they have no weird history with. That is so true. Oh, my God. I love you. Yeah, like when I can hear my neighbors coming downstairs and I'm about to leave, I just wait inside and like, I'm like, Mavi, shut up. Let the neighbors go out so I don't have to say hello. Literally, I do this almost every day. <laughs> and I actually have some neighbors that I feel like I would get along with. There's a dude a couple doors down who sings uh, Taking Back Sunday really loudly at like about 2 p.m. whenever he's vacuuming. And I'm just like, we could get along. But every time I see him, I hide because I don't really want that. Yep. So if you see her in like a public place and she's running away from you, you can be like, hey, Justine, and just be friendly. And if she still runs away, you're done. That is your only opportunity to make friends with her. Wave, smile, casual, donezo. If you have to move at all. Oh, so good. To get her attention. If you have to walk towards her, you do not do this. It is not worth it. Anyway, okay, so going through the question, all right, don't be friends with her. All right, so the first part of this is my pronouns are he, him, and my friend's pronouns are she, her. That is a very important component to this question in a way you might not realize because you are a man. Every woman I know has a story of a man that overreached. Yes. Every woman I know, every single woman I know says, oh man, that guy wouldn't leave me alone on Facebook. Uh, that guy... Uh, didn't like what I said on Twitter, and now he DMs me all the time, and I had to block him, and then he emailed me. Oh, my God. I heard, I think I know who you're talking about. Can, can keep going. Uh, what else? What else? Um, oh, like this guy was waiting outside my sociology lecture in college just because he really thought we had something going on, and we didn't. Uh, this person, uh, I had to tell an RA because this guy wouldn't leave me alone. These are off the top of my head stories, okay? Yes. And part of it is a woman's learned response to potential harm. And the other part of it is that some men, mo nearly all men, do not know that women have an interior response of a man is way more likely to cause me harm than a different gender. So it is very likely that she's avoiding you because of that. Most people are murdered by exes. Yeah, by people they know. People are, are often caused harm by people that they know or knew in the past. So it is not at all weird that she is trying. She's not as interested as you are in this friendship. 
Yeah. And uh, I know you you might be listening. If you're still listening to this, you might have turned it off by now. You might be thinking, but that's not me. I would never harm her. Oh, sure. We, we actually, to tell you the truth from the, from your question, I totally believe you. You seem like you are trying really hard to be a good person here. Totally. But you are still deeply entrenched in the society that makes people act the way they are. Yes. And you don't get a pass just by being a nice guy. Exactly. You still have to be conscious of your surroundings. And if you're a person of color, you have to be unfairly conscious of your surroundings. Oh, that fucking sucks. And if she's a woman of color, I mean, like, women of color are mistreated on a scale that you as a man will never understand. If you ever want to really ruin your day and put life in perspective, look at uh, some statistics of how women of color uh, are assaulted and mistreated before the age of 20. Yes. And you may very well, and actually, I hope that this is the case, that you are listening to this and being like, I know all of this. I would never do such a thing. Awesome. Please continue never doing such a thing. We're telling you this not necessarily because we think that you are a demon lurking. and No, we are telling you this because your perspective on situations is going to be so different from hers. Like when you see her running away from you like a monster, she is seeing you in the background of her life and trying to avoid you. And she doesn't know how to, to keep doing that, to keep safe. Absolutely, Trin. Like, you have to understand that you're not going to understand what it's like to be her. Pretend uh, pretend you are living underwater and she lives on land. Yes. That is totally different perspectives. You yes. guys probably shouldn't meet or interact. No. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. So you, I, I actually, and you know, another interesting thing about this is you never provided a compelling reason for why you want to talk to this person. Yeah. You have no new information for them. You were 15 when she cheated on you. She knows that you're over it. Well, that's the other thing. Is So one thing that I was concerned about is that she blocked you on Facebook to cover it, which is, that makes sense, you were 15 years old. Um, you mentioned that this bit is important later. So because uh, let me just read the sentence for people that I have it in front of them. Um, it ended poorly after she cheated on me and blocked me on Facebook to cover for it. This bit is important later. So you think that that is important because, oh, no, she blocked off this mode of communication 15 years ago. And now here we are. This is important to us because you say over and over again that you forgive her and you don't hold anything against her. That is a very normal and non-extraordinary way to feel. Forgiving somebody who cheated on you when you were 15, I mean, that's like saying I had a ham sandwich for lunch. It is not a stunning revelation to us. Right, right. You should, you should forgive her for what happened when you were 15 or 16. Um, the, one other thing is that you mentioned over and over again why, you, what you have given her. So you say that you helped her through some hard times. You've forgiven her all this stuff. And uh, having a shared history with a person is so important. And like, and I completely understand why you don't want to get rid of that with your ex. Um, but the truth is your lizard brain is picking up on this. And it, again, I do not think it's you. I really think it's your lizard brain that is, is getting out of control. But your lizard brain is like, I have given her so much. I gave her forgiveness. I helped her through a hard time. If only she knew that I am okay with her and I accept her, then she would be my friend. But that's not true. Somewhere in your lizard brain, I think that you are drawn to this woman because you believe that you deserve to make amends, that you deserve the closure from her cheating on you or hurting you or like helping through the hard time. Um, that's not a reason to be friends. No, absolutely not. There's no compelling reason for you to reach out. <sighs> Man. Also, how do you know she's pregnant? 
I was going to say maybe you saw her, but you should never infer if someone's pregnant. She might just be fat. Yeah, maybe through the grapevine if they have mutual friends. That was the other thing is you might have mutual friends. Yeah. So again, a lot of these um, intricacies are we don't really know the exact place that you're at. So we're just going to kind of cover all of our bases. Jen and I have said this before on the show, I believe, but if either of us receive out of the blue inquiries from people with whom we have, say, a murky past, we tend to assume there's an ulterior motive. Does that sound scary? Yeah, it is, because it is scary. This is not a, hey, I haven't seen you in six months. I'm moving back to Chicago. I want to get a beer. No, this is a, hey, we haven't talked in 10 years. You You run away from me. Let's reconnect. No, I would not respond to that. I would be alarmed. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, we don't think that you really want this friendship. If you really conferred with your lizard brain and heard what the lizard has to say or like, you deserve this. You deserve a closure into this friendship. She keeps running away from you for reasons that you understand entirely and there's nothing you don't know. Stop listening to that lizard. You know, and that's why you wrote us. Is because you consistently have had misgivings about going forward, trying to reconnect. Listen to you. You are way smarter than a lizard. You are smart enough to know what to do here. You're going to take this and you're going to put it in. You're going to take this old friendship, this old relationship, and you're going to tuck it in a little box and you're mm-hmm. going to put the lid on it. And you're going to tuck it under your bed and it's going to be in the past. And it's going to be a nice memory of times that you helped each other through difficulties. Um, kisses that you had. Maybe handholds, ankles. It's going to be a complicated relationship from your past that you don't address now. Everyone has some of those. Yeah, yeah. And you're in your 20s. And as somebody who is in their 30s, uh, and as I, as I uh, like lean over a little bit and I get my, my voice a little crunchy because I'm old. Um, I, I think this is a normal like quarter life crisis thing, too, is to say I must make right all of these relationships. Yeah. Um, but you don't you don't make it right. Yeah. Even if you became friends again, um, you don't, it doesn't get made correct. Go meet some new people that have nothing to do with the situation. Yeah. And, and again, we think that's what you really want. I think you really want to put this behind you and you're searching for ways to do it. And making amends, quote, quote, making amends with this person is not the way. Yeah. All right. Question two. Let's do it up. All right. Hi, Trin and Jen. I usually don't come first. Ooh. It's usually alphabetical. We do Jen and Trin. I think it sounds better. Anyway, my roommates and I have been getting more and more social and hosting movies and parties at our house. Recently, we've been making more of an effort to invite one of my oldest friends over for our events. She doesn't have Facebook and she just got broken up with. But since then, every movie turns into a conversation instead. I don't want to stop inviting her to events, but she doesn't seem to be able to sit through a movie without talking about several off-topic things. Do you have any ideas for how to dissuade conversation so we can enjoy movies again without excluding her? Thank you from uh, a listener, he, him. (laughs) I want to include this, too. Yeah, do it. (laughs) P.S. She spoiled Inception for me in the ninth grade, and we are seniors in college now, and I'm still holding that grudge. I understand that. I loved that movie. I don't. I, Tom I, Hardy was in it. Mm. I, I haven't seen that movie. I think I'm, I'm. You know what it is? It's the same reason that I don't want to play puzzle video games is because I'm afraid that I'm too stupid for it. And then if I watch it, I'm going to be super confused. And then I'm going to be like, oh, I'm too dumb for this movie. As someone who also hates 
puzzle video games, I think you'd appreciate Inception. It's oh. not too complicated. And everybody who's hot is in it. Yeah, and also no one understands it. Cool. Just don't read the forums about it. Everyone thinks they're, everyone's like a fucking expert on the psychology of that movie, which is like the fan base is awful, but the movie's enjoyable. Interesting. Isn't that how it always goes? For real. Uh, first of all, stop inviting your friend to movies. This mm. is not that complicated. Like, yeah. do anything else with this friend. This is not your movie friend, and that's okay. Yeah, there are other activities that you can have at your house that aren't movie nights. Um, baking cookie nights. Uh, craft night. Craft night. Plants night. Plants night. Everyone yeah. talks plants. Yeah, everybody brings out their uh, way too complicated to take care of plants and just cries. Board game night. Uh, what else do people do? Wine. People do wine. People just do wine. That's People true. People love to do wine. And it may be that your other friends enjoy the conversation. If it, tur- it I really don't think it can be just one person turns the movie into a conversation. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably other yeah. people are enjoying it. So maybe it's a... Uh, Everybody watches a movie on their own, and then we come together to discuss it. I like that idea. Like, here's what not to do. Don't start, like, little gossip situations with your other friends. Like, isn't it so annoying how she won't be quiet during these movies? Like, don't do that. I know you're, you're going to want to, but don't do it. I'm laughing because I did that, like, two days ago. So, dude, just so you know, you're not fucking up royal. It's just, it's a normal human thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here, here's how I, I mean, totally. Like, you, you, there's always the friend that you can confide in right. and be for sure that's a closed door. Right. Like, I could definitely imagine telling you and be like, they talk through movies too much. And then that's where it ends. Right. Right. Um, but here's what I think you should do. Uh, I think you should make it clear in the invite when you set this up, like, this is, we're going to watch this movie and discuss it after. Like, you got to put something in the invite. We're very serious about this movie, so let's not talk through it or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you could say something like, we're all really stoked to watch this movie. So let's all um, hold off conversation till the end and we can have a discussion at the end. Something like yeah. that. You, there's a much more graceful way that you could put it in your voice, but it would not be weird at all to say, we're going to treat this like a theater. Yeah, exactly. Let's treat it like a theater. Um, you know, make it clear that it's that kind of viewing experience and not a let's play a drinking game and watch Top Gun kind of movie. And I've had I've hosted both of those at my house. Uh, let's be quiet and watch this and a let's get drunk and watch Top Gun movie. Very different experiences. Both very fun. But like you got to set people up for which one like you got to set the ground rules. And I would say address the whole room. I agree. Not just your friend. There's got to be a way because it looks like so she she the friend doesn't have Facebook and they just got broken up with? Is that what's the situation? She doesn't have Facebook and just got broken up with. So when you send out the invite via text or email, um, so this is what I would do, and Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is what a normal person would do, but I'm going to tell you what I would do. Um, I would set up a like, welcome to Shea Garitano, the theater of the mind. And then we would like watch something and I would be be like, okay, look, I got these like novelty popcorn things and it looks like you're at the movies, guys. Like, here's a fake ticket. It. Like I would, you would ham it up. I you would ham, ham it up. up. You would ham it up the theater experience. I would wear a little vest, like I and I tear oh, the tickets. And a bow tie. And a bow tie. Oh, I love um, it. This sounds like a lot of work, you know. And ultimately, what your actual problem is, is it sounds like, hey, I want to involve my old friend who could use some companionship. And if that's the case, then it sounds like you have to simply alter your plan because they're not a movie friend. Yeah, not a movie friend. Or if you feel comfortable doing this, and I kind of get the hint that you don't, you could say, hey, y'all, can we leave conversation until after the movie? Yeah. When it happens. It's not that complicated. Yeah. I mean, you could do this. Yeah. You can do things that are hard. You know that, right? 
You can do things that are hard. Like you can and it's so much work. But you can do it. But then you do it and then it's done. You know? Then that's most of your life. It's a bunch of shit you don't want to do but you have to anyway. This is another one of those things. Sorry to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's great that you... It seems like you've got a really fun thing happening. It's like, okay, we've got a (laughs) house... Sorry, I moved the entire table. Trin uh, just threw the table across the room. I was so mad. So strong. When other people can hang out with friends and not be awkward makes me angry. Um, and it sounds like you've got something good happening for yourself. Like you, you're in a groove. You got a house. You got uh, a group of friends that you could hang out with. That's awesome. And Hold wa- on to that. Yeah. And wanting to share that experience with somebody who could use some companionship is beautiful it just sucks because those two ideas are in conflict entertaining your friend who is bad at movies and watching a movie can't happen together so i just like jen was saying either set it up really well that you're not talking or do something freaking else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you're the host so some of this responsibility is on you i would say all of the responsibility is on you Or, oh, wait, it's not. Because, again, the conversation, it's not that this one person is talking through the entire movie. I doubt it. I do think other people are chiming Chiming in. in. I mean, unless that person is just doing a monologue, which is pretty funny. In which case, there's no more movie nights for this person. (laughs) (laughs) But the bulk of it is going to have you two set expectations. Yeah. And uh, I think even, tell me what you think about this, Okay. So if if it were me... Uh, and people were talking during the movie. I would, uh, I would make a big silly deal out of it. I know. I'd be right? like, "That's a great. I love this." Shush. This is against the rules. I know. I think I would be like, "Next person to talk gets a pillow at the head," or I will throw. I'm going to put the captions on. Don't make me put the captions on. I actually love having the me captions too. on. Me too. Can we talk about movie captions real quick? Okay, sidebar. So, side sidebar to that sidebar. Yes. Uh, if. People are hard of hearing. Obviously, captions all the way. Yes. Whatever makes people feel comfortable and enjoy the movie. A thousand percent. Uh, pulling back to our next sidebar, I like uh, movie captions on unless it's a comedy because then I read the punchline before the thing and I miss the delivery. You thoughts? Go. Um, I have an auditory processing problem. Ooh. <laughs> so, and I did not know that until um, my boyfriend came over for the first time and in my apartment, I don't watch anything without subtitles. And I've I've always done this. And he's like, oh, you know, we could just, you know, the, it's not that loud. We could turn it up and turn off the subtitles. And so we did that. And I was like, that's actually not the problem. I actually, I understand the movie way better if I can read it. That's so interesting. Yeah. And so the, Good to know. So when I went, I, I was watching an, uh, uh, like a Netflix, apparently Annihilation is on European Netflix. Yeah. It's on like Canada and european Netflix, yeah. but not the u.s because it released in theaters this is a very strange release it's a really good movie and it does not deserve to be already on netflix is what i was gonna say but um so we were watching it and uh the subtitles were already on and everybody's like oh turn them off and i was like actually is it okay if we leave them on i'm so sorry if it's annoying and we had a small argument about it wow i was very surprised at how strongly people feel about not having the captions can't you just not look at them people get touchy it's hard to not look at them but if someone can't literally can't enjoy the movie just like deal with it yeah and i mean like i can enjoy it you know like i can i can get into it but i uh i just it's such a weird recent thing that i figured out is that like i don't i'm not good at listening that is fascinating do you know like think about how many times you've said something to me and i've been like did you say this and but i mumble i've got a (laughs) mar 
<laughs> I've got a mouthful of uh, marbles and roast beef and a sinus problem because I'm from the Midwest. So no one knows what I'm saying anytime. You you say this about yourself. You've said this about yourself before. And occasionally, like, you'll, like, marble a word. But, like, everybody does that, babe. roast <laughs> beef. Um, I think that's all of it because it's not that complicated. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Question three? Yeah, let's do it. Is it Jen's turn? Ooh, I think it might be. Okay. Hi, friendshippers. Hi. I recently started drinking and making cocktails at home for myself and friends, which is super great. Unfortunately, alcohol is pricey. And out of maybe 10 people, only two friends bring spirits or leave a couple bucks to help buy more. I know I put myself in this position since I want to be a good host, but how do I get my friends and fellow college kids to pitch in without being a jerk about it? Thanks. He, him. Okay, so first of all, Jen, I know that you had a question for the asker. Yeah, my question is, can I come over? I love fancy cocktails. <laughs> fancy cocktails are amazing, and uh, not I don't think people know how expensive it is to do it at home. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, so you just have to tell people what they're dealing with here. Yeah, totally. Like, let's fix this before resentment builds and you keep hosting parties and quietly getting mad that no one's giving you money. Yeah, and it sounds from the question like you see this happening. Yeah, like you're, you see it coming on the horizon and you want to stop it. Good for you. That's mature. Yeah, good work. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of people would not think about, meta think about this and just be like, I can't believe people aren't reading my mind. Sidebar, not a sidebar. Note, people cannot read your mind. No, they can't. Yeah. I mean, I actually, so if we think about it, like I do think that there is a chance that there is something not necessarily metaphysical, but beyond our understanding that connects human beings together you know what I'm saying? Like a like not like necessarily a psychic link, but Ooh. but you know like I mean bees communicate through dance. You know, I feel like there are people who are like in tune with that shit. I also communicate through dance. <laughs> Ooh, Jen, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, but to expect that of people is is bad. This also is very ask versus guest culture to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize that it totally is. Like you don't want to have to ask. You want people to just give the money. Yes, you don't want to make this an awkward situation. But you're also saying that you have um, you mentioned uh about my friends and fellow college kids. College kids don't know dick about social rules mm, etiquette is not a thing oh my god everything is so weird in college manners oh, yeah. are manner no you don't have manners well it's just because you're trying to figure out how to be a real life adult you know and you're in this like weird frozen you're like in, you're not frozen you're in this like weird period where you're like you're, you're like all of you are like in a borrowed place like you're not in someone's like house I mean, you are, but you aren't, you know, right. I can't, fi- I can't like you're in, everyone's in this like weird pause on campus. We all share this life together and everything seems very like shared resources, but it's not exactly like you're paying money here. So I think for college, it's like this weird transient liminal space because you were just nary a few years back being taken care of by your parents. And now you are trying to figure out like, okay, well, how much is my responsibility? How much is other people's responsibility? Um, so I guess this is all in in an effort to say that, and I think you get it, that nobody's being rude. It's just that people don't know what the con- the proper conduct is. Yeah. Yeah. So tell them. Um, and there's certainly a way to do this without being a jerk, which was your, which was what, which was your concern. 
Um, so you have the whole story. They only have half the story. The only story they know is that they get to drink your delicious potions. Yes. So tell them that that's going to cost a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, just say, like, in the invite, like, hey, if I make Dark and Stormies tonight, who wants one? And if you do, bring two or three dollars so I can get pickup mixers. That is pretty standard. I think so. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting because um, so I'm about 10, 10 years past college time and I still... And sometimes, like, I, I don't know when to chip in because people don't totally, ask. Totally. Because some people don't want you to. Yep. You know? Um, so I do like the process that Jen mentioned of before it even happens. Like, hey, guys, like, I'm going to the theme of the cocktail with the movie. In order to do this, I want to get some expensive stuff. Could you? Would you mind chipping in if you partake? But here's the thing that you need to bear in mind. People won't necessarily want to. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so good, Trin. You have to remember the answer might be nah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it is very possible, even likely, that your friends super enjoy your your fun, expensive drinks, but they don't like them enough to pay for them themselves. <laughs> so they might want their one dollar PBR. Yeah, it's not a slight against you. It's just like I can't justify this. People are are strange about what they're willing to spend a couple of dollars on. Yeah, strange in that capitalism is strange. Like, I'm willing to give $2 to a friend and I'll never think about it or ask for it again. But if I had to pay $2 for, I don't know. I can't think of something else. Admission to walk into, to use a restroom somewhere. I'd be like, hey. I will piss on your sidewalk. Not cool. I don't want to. Like, you know, I do get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's the reason why people with money will still pirate movies sometimes. <laughs> so true. It's yeah. because you want the movie, but you don't think that you, but you don't want to pay for it, which again, like that, it just, it's a thing that happens. Um, so, so yes, I think that the entire answer is exactly what Jen said. Warn them beforehand and then also go in with that, knowing that it may not be worth the tasty drink for somebody to give you five bucks and they might all say no. And it's not that your drinks are bad. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's that they weren't expecting to spend money on alcohol that night, and they'd rather just bring a sixer of PBR. Totally. I wonder if this person uses Venmo or PayPal or anything. Those That makes it way easier to pay so somebody back. So much easier, because it's hard to just show up somewhere with $3. Yes. <laughs> it's actually really hard. Like, you have to go to an ATM and buy your own money. And, and then and you that have to get so changed. Bad. It feels so bad to do that. Yeah. God. So, use Venmo. Make make that's like make that part of the option. Like just bring two or three dollars or Venmo me three dollars. Like include that in the thing. Venmo was not an option when I was college, neither was uh, Uber or Lyft, and I cannot imagine how that would have changed things in yeah. my youth. Like I'm actually kinda glad uh there was no like ride sharing service that that I could pay for because man, I would have really abused that and taken the L a lot less. Uh, anyway, conclusion: you can absolutely ask for money for this without being a jerk. Sidebar about Lyft and stuff. Um, my buddy Carlin said one of the smartest things I've ever heard about ride sharing services, which is um, it is not uh, productive to say to somebody, "Oh, you need to stop using Lyft and, and Uber," uh, because people often use that as uh, it's it's safer. Like if you're yep. drunk or you're going home really late at night, um, it can be it can be something that is like immeasurably helpful. Um, it is way better to organize and and make sure that there are regulations in place so that people get paid better and in that time also tip people better so that the money goes directly to the driver. Um, I love that. Car- Carlin tweeted about that. She tweeted she? about that. So 
brilliant. I'm extremely paraphrasing. Um, you can follow her at Carlin Darlin on, on Twitter. She's one of the smartest people ever. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's just thinking about like ride sharing services and spending money and stuff. It's like there are so many things that we have to. I'm going to go on a rant. Please. I'm so sorry. No. Everyone. Don't apologize. But uh, in, within capitalism, we all have to spend as little money as we can because we don't have any. And then, therefore, n- no money goes to wor- the workers. So, like, uh, I may need a lift at 2 in the morning, but, like, can I afford, like, giving a $5 tip to a guy also? Like, well, I mean, yeah, I can. But, like, I can't expect that of every single person. And the reality is that the problem is not on the individual lift person. The problem is that, is that we have such a, a gap in public services and safe transportation and uh, public safety. And public safety is uh, so impacted on how little we spend on, on mental health and services for the poor. It's like this whole shitty confluence of stuff that causes us to have to have lift in the first place. I know. And that, that like, all those problems you described are where capitalism thrives. Exactly. Which is so upsetting. Isn't it? All those, like, red beaming areas of discomfort and unease and upset and distress and things that push, make it harder to be poor and uh, make, make poor people more poor. Capitalism is thriving. And it's also, um, and, and to, to go on, on another rant, it's like we use Lyft and, and Uber to feel safe late at night. But how much of that is informed by our general distrust of the poor? I know. God. You know? Or, yeah, our our feeling of, I shouldn't walk along that sidewalk at night because there's public housing there. Yeah. Like, there's just so much going on here. If nothing else from this podcast, one, of course, we want you to be a better friend. But two, please understand that your your interactions with the world... And uh, not just how little you have control over, but how much more you can have control over when you organize against the system. Anyway. Hell yeah. This has been uh, being angry about the system with Jen and Trin. <laughs> you, you can follow us at Be Angry at the System. No. You can follow us at Do Friendship. Uh, you can buy our garbage. Uh, you know, d- Speaking of capitalism. Play right into that capitalism trap by buying yeah. our stuff at the Friendshipping Store. Okay, I want to do this. Okay. Everyone should be socialist. Sidebar. TheFriendshippingStore.com. You can grab our postcards and our pins. <laughs> $20 plus shipping for the postcards. Oh, I think the pins are about $8. Something like wear, that. Wear our merchandise. Tell tell everyone about our brand. Yeah. Brand brand thyself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, anyway, um, what else? I wanted to say something extra to this week, and I forgot what it was. What would the, be the extra thing um, that I would have mentioned? Oh, I just remembered. What? 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 I'm on a D&D podcast and we're launching. <gasps> yeah. Oh my I listened God. to the teaser yesterday. Oh, goodness. It's very cute. I'm glad you like it. I love uh, it. So I'm on a D&D podcast. My friends put together. It's really that my friends put together a D&D podcast and I show up to it. I've put like no work into this and they're amazing. Henry, Savannah and Andrew. If you want to uh, listen to it eventually, you can. Um, I don't know where, but you can follow our Twitter and, and our Twitter will tell you. It's at Quest Quest Pod. And the reason for that is that the show is called Quest Quest, the quest for a quest. Cute. Uh, I play Trin- Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it does, doesn't yeah. it? I play Trinaska, uh, who oh. is a half... Out- Can I tell you about Trinaska? Please. Do you have time for me to do yeah, this? Yeah, I have a meeting in 15 minutes, so we have plenty of time. Oh, great. So I play Trinaska, who is based off of me as a teenager. Oh, <laughs> I didn't 
didn't know that. So I, uh, <laughs> to get Trinoska's backstory, so the last D&D campaign, I really played an idealized version of myself. For this D&D campaign, I rolled a dice to figure out all, everything about myself, about my character. And it just so happened that she's this oily, gross, teenage sorcerer from a, a background which is wretched. Like, uh, I had to roll a d20, and if I got a one, her background is wretched. And that is what I rolled. Wow. Uh, and so, like, she's a sorcerer who, um, she worked in a scribe tower, and uh, her magic came to her when she was really mad that somebody was yelling at her best friend, who actually is not her best friend at all, it's just somebody who was kind to her twice. Uh, and her hand sat on fire, and she set the entire scribe's library on fire and had to run away from the police, and now she's questing for money. This is fantastic. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited about it because I'm having a ton of fun. But again, like, I can take almost no credit for this. I did not do the art, did not buy the website. Literally, I just show up. Thank God I have friends. Anyway, uh, thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. Thank you to Alex Cox for studioing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. And thank you for listening. And you're welcome for talking. <laughs>